You are listening to Making It in the Toy Industry, episode number 58. Welcome to Making It in the Toy Industry, a podcast for inventors and entrepreneurs like you. And now your host, Ajel Wade. Hey there, toy people, Ajel Wade here, and welcome to a bonus episode of Making It in the Toy Industry. This podcast is brought to you by thetoycoach.com. Right now, you might be wondering why there's an extra episode waiting for you when you know a week hasn't passed yet since the last MIDI episode. Well, here's why. In celebration of Black History Month, I decided to put together a bonus mini-series featuring four incredible Black women in toys and entertainment. In this mini-series, I asked each interviewee the same 10 questions and received answers that made me laugh, brought tears to my eyes, and at times even gave me goosebumps. Throughout this last week of Black History Month, I'll be releasing four new bonus episodes highlighting these incredible Black women in our industry. Now, I was really selective with my 10 interview questions because the goal for me is twofold to share the career achievements of these incredible women, and also to share a bit of their personal life and perspectives with you, the listeners of this podcast. All right, toy people, it's time to meet some SAG award-winning, Golden Globe-nominated, history-making powerhouses in the toy and entertainment industries right now. Let's dive in. Our guest today is Tanya Wright. Tanya is a two-time SAG Award-winning actress for Best Ensemble for her portrayal of Crystal Bursett on Orange is the New Black, and she spent seven seasons as Deputy Kenya Jones on HBO's True Blood. Tanya was inspired to create the children's franchise Harriet of Harlem from her lifelong cantankerous relationship with her curly hair. The project became more urgent after COVID-19, and she saw the need for an engaging and diverse female-led story that fostered an environment of learning for kids. Tanya is the recipient of Sobro's Most Innovative Business Award, a semifinalist in the prestigious Nicole Screenwriting Competition, and a two-time author. A native New Yorker who currently lives in Los Angeles, Tanya is a graduate of Vassar College. Let's get to know Tanya, toy people. Well, hey there, Tanya. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. So let's kick this off. Let's get to know you a little bit. First, to start, can you tell us how long you've been in the toy and entertainment industry? Well, two sections. One is toy and one is entertainment. (laughs) I am not new to entertainment. I am an actor. I've been acting probably for the last, oh God, 30 years. Started my career on The Cosby Show many years ago as Tanya Simpson. Um, And I played um, Deputy Kenya Jones on HBO's True Blood for six seasons and after that, Crystal Brissett on Orange is the New Black for seven seasons. So uh, That's great. You have an amazing career. And then toy? So I, I yes, I'm new to the toy industry. Um, I am in the process of creating a brand called Harriet of Harlem. It's a story of a six-year-old girl named Harriet who's gifted a magic comb named Charlie with her friends. And they live in Harlem. And It's really an educationally based children's franchise that focuses really on education. And I was really inspired to pivot my hair care company to have a hair care company called Harriet, spelled, you know, we have to get the spelling right, H 
A-I-R-I-E-T-T-E, like Harriet, um, really to focus on kids. Uh, I was really concerned about kids and education and, and black and brown kids specifically um, during COVID. So mm-hmm. I was really inspired to pivot my hair care company and focus on what I know how to do best and most, which is content creation. So I am now creating an educational system where kids from you know, Compton to Cairo will be fortified in their education when the next pandemic hits. My second question, which is going to be, where do you work right now and what do you do? So yeah, I, I create things. I create all kinds of things. I have a company called 047, dot mm-hmm. uh, com, And I create content uh, for women and girls, uh, multicultural content. Uh, like I said, I've been a, a te- you know an actor for, for many, many years, but writing was actually my first love. And so I've been really fortunate to have worked with some of the most prolific and creative and successful content creators in the history of the medium. So I've learned a lot over the years and I've been able to amass quite a stockpile of content. So I'm creating a company where I do just that. Nice. Got to do what you love. Okay. So what do you love most about your job? Question number three. I love that I I wake up every day and I create things. I have a level of, of freedom Um, and when you create a creative life, I think there are pluses and minuses to that. You know, if I'm not on set, I'm, I'm making something always. And who in your family is most surprised or entertained by what you do for a living? Uh, I don't know if anyone is surprised. I'm always (laughs) a creative person. I would say entertained. I would say my nephew, uh, my nephew, Christopher, who's I think a burgeoning, um, entrepreneur also, Mm-hmm. And so we have lots of talks about things late at night that uh, only he and I uh, talk about within the family. And so um, I think that he is, he's the one who's most entertained by my entertainment career. He has questions about it. And so it's, it's fun to engage him in that way. That's cute. What do you view as your biggest achievement in the toy and entertainment industry? This is going to be a hard one for you. You might have to separate. Yeah. Entertainment. um, Just, you know, my sort of longevity Mm. (laughs) and and, and resilience and and longevity. It's a very difficult industry to sustain, Mm -hmm. um, but I have been able to do that. I've been able to thrive. I've been able to learn and grow and, and service the characters that come my way. And um, so I would say that and, and with resilience, but I think that I'm, I'm, I'm creating something um, a little bit different and unique in, in the toy space. Um, so I've given you the overview, but I can't get too specific now. I don't want to, I won't want to give it all away, but um, I'm, I'm really working on some things that I think are going to be really important to education and black and brown uh, children that I'm very excited about. It's wonderful. So what, cause you, you talked about it being really challenging to be in, in media. What did it take for you to have the success that you had? Uh, I'm going to say the word that comes to mind is uh, resilience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I look at people who, uh, get um, discouraged by one or two or three or five rejections. Uh, 
I get, I get, uh, yeah, you know, for every orange is the new black or every true blood, there are like hundreds of auditions that I go to, parts mm-hmm. that I didn't get. Um, but I just, you know, it's, it's really just, it's, it's really resilience and, and you can't be, uh, you just gotta like, you gotta move on. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> you just gotta move on. And, and sometimes, you know, it's, it's not easy for everyone to move on quickly. And, and some of us are, I think, more skilled than, than others. And, 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 and sometimes when you've been, you know, I get rejected for something more times in a month than people, most people do in a lifetime. Right. Oof. And so I could let that get me down mm-hmm. or, or, you know, I could say, okay, whoo, that one hurt. That was a punch in the gut. Let me take a minute. And now let me dust myself off and go back, get up and, and, and go to the next. And so I've, I've really built my life around, like, you know, I'm, 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 I've become very skilled at not being, you know, I don't take anything personally in terms of getting a job or not getting a job or even figuring out why I didn't get it. I didn't get it. And we move on to the next one because there's always a next one. How do you, how, so that's a great attitude. How do you maintain that? Because anybody loves to hear, you know, you did a good job. So hearing rejection that much has to take a toll. So how do you deal with it? Like, how do you move past it? What would be advice that you would say um, for someone who is in entertainment and, and hearing no a lot? Like, what do you have like practices you do that keep you positive? Like, what do you do? I keep creative. Okay. I keep creative. I don't look to anyone to, um, I don't look to anyone for my validation or mm-hmm. even my money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so, and so that keeps me, you know, I'm in control over, over my life. I don't put my control over my life in other people's people's hands. Mm-hmm. So it's so my, so I've set up my life where I'm not dependent on, you know, me walking into a room. Do I get another mm. or do I get not? you know, listen, rent, mortgage, car, this, all these things need to be paid and I need to sustain. And so I've created a life where again, I'm always creating, right? Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't spend too much time being down. It's like, okay, fine. What's the next thing? And I also don't spend a lot of time. And, you know, this is one of your, your questions. I know that, you know, I don't spend a lot of time on telling people what they should be doing when I can be creating it myself, <laughs> you know? Mm. So, so I, I just don't spend my time that way. I just do not. It, it doesn't serve me. It doesn't make me feel good. It doesn't make me feel like I, I have control over my life. I have control over my life. We all have control over our lives. And, uh, you know, it may not always seem that way, mm-hmm. but we do. And you need to remind yourself of that. You need to check in. You need to meditate. You need to you know, spend time alone and you need to just be constantly creating, constantly creating. I'm creating every day, all day. So what are you, what are you creating? Well, all (laughs) kinds of things. I mean, I have like 13 screenplays. I have, you know, one of many children's uh, properties that I'm creating. So, you know, so I don't get, I'm, you know, I don't have time. (laughs) I just got to create, make some more things. I like that. I, okay. I like that. Yeah. All right. When, when you were growing up, did you feel represented by the toys you played with? Um, 
I was really a, a storyteller. And so all the toys, um, you know, and I, I'm also a very simple person, right? I'm not, a, I'm not, and I've never really been a child who needed a lot of things in order to entertain herself. Because I had, so you were many- like, I'll just create them myself. Exactly, <laughs> I had so many things going on in my mind, you know. But the the whole idea is creating something that you haven't seen or that you yeah. want to play with or do yeah. or be. Yeah. So um. So yeah, I I you know I, what I loved. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, I didn't have a lot of toys. We we also didn't have a lot of funds for a lot of toys when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. So, my, but my I had this one favorite toy, mm-hmm. and it is uh, Barbie Dreamhouse. Oh, I <laughs> love me some Barbie Dreamhouse. Interesting. Okay. Well, yes, that was like the ultimate concern. Why? What do you think was about it that you loved so much? Well, I'm I am a homebody. Uh, I like the the idea of home. I like the idea of space. You know, home is is sanctuary. Home is space where I create. Home is space where I eat and 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 pray and and live and feel safe. And so that that's that's probably a reverberating theme um, in my life. And so maybe it started with the Barbie Barbie Dream House. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, this is so warm and touching. It's <laughs> lovely. Okay, okay. Um, do you feel that it's important that toys and entertainment represent the faces and culture of Black people? Yes, sure. Of course and I do. why is that? Why is it so important? Because some people think it's not that important. Why is it so important? Because art should reflect the world that we live in, right? Mm-hmm. So, so the world we live in is not all white, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not all Asian, mm-hmm. it's not all um, uh, Latin, mm-hmm. not all black. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it should it should be representative of of the world we live in. Art, art is um, is 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 culture. It's life. It's um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, and so that's you know that's what I'm obviously committed to to creating too with the zero four seven. And my last question for you: yeah. If you could travel back in time to when you first began your career in, let's say, entertainment, what would you tell yourself? I would tell myself not to worry. Uh, I would tell myself to trust myself. Um, trusting yourself, I think, is very, very important, uh, sp- particularly in in a, in a creative uh, career. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would tell myself to be patient. It's all happening. It's probably not. Well, it's definitely not going to happen as quickly as you'd like. But know that it is all happening, and at, and in the end, all the dots will connect. So just just keep just keep. Uh, putting those dots on the page and know that they will connect and, and have patience. Ooh, I got goosebumps. Great, great quote to end on. Yeah. Well, thank you, Tanya. It was a pleasure having you today, but please, would you like to share anything with the listeners, anything you're working on? Where can we find you and what you're working on right now? Yes. Yeah, so you could find me on, uh, on Instagram, Tanya is hair, T-A-N-Y-A-I-S-H-A-I-R. On Instagram, <laughs> uh, Twitter, Tanya, T-T, right? T is in Tom, T is in Tom, right? 
And I'm Tanya Wright on Facebook. And what I'm working on right now, again, is this studio for um, for all the stuff that I've written over the years. Content for multicultural women and girls. It's called 047.com. 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 And it's films, it's television, it's books, it's all kinds of things. So I'm really excited about that. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, toy people, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed today's bonus episode and that you learned something from our guests. You can head over to thetoycoach.com forward slash podcast for more on today's episode. There you can read the show notes, grab all of the links mentioned in the episode today, as well as learn more about today's guest. I know there are a ton of podcasts out there, so it means the world to me that you tune into this one. Until next time, I'll see you later, toy people. Thanks for listening to Making It in the Toy Industry podcast with Ajel Wade. Head over to thetoycoach.com for more information, tips, and advice. Hey, are you an aspiring toy inventor or toy entrepreneur? Then you should check out Toy Creators Academy, the first of its kind online program designed to help you develop and pitch your toy ideas. Head over to toycreatorsacademy.com to learn more.